You're listening to Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. Daisies blooming, sundress swaying in the breeze. I can't stop staring. You've put a spell on me, and I hope that you never decide to set me free. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here. But you knew that. Well, you might not have. If you're brand new here, welcome. It starts in your head. It ends in your performance. We hit the record button. Today is Wednesday, January the 12th. 2022, 59 degrees here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Hope everything is well with you between this COVID variation and the regular flu and sinus infections and everything else. It's everybody you talk to is sick or got somebody in their family who's sick. But hey, you could be listening. It could be be the dead of summer, two years from now. It's the great thing about podcasting. It's kind of the ultimate time shift. You can listen whenever you want to, even in the future. How does that work? Imagine that's how it all happens. In 2018, I started imagining something that I had never imagined before. Yeah, I started imagining having a second place, a second residence. Now, time out, time out. Tap the brakes. It's not that I'm highfalutin. I'm certainly not wealthy. You ever thought about having a second place? You know, a lot of folks here in the big city, they dream and they imagine about having a lake house. And some people do. Developers are notorious for going out into the boonies, you know, an hour, hour and a half away from big cities and building lakes and creating some development where you could probably buy an acre of land for few thousand bucks and well you know they kind of spruce the place up and next thing you know it's it's fifty thousand dollars an acre it's a great business model i'm i'm really i'm I'm envious of of the kind of profit margins but you know why they do it they do it because it works they do it because folks kind of need a respite and they're they're looking for some getaway place and It really sparks our imagination. Now, it never has mine. Well, that's not entirely true. I mean, it has sparked my imagination through the years, but not enough that I would do anything about it. Not enough that I had any serious pursuit of, 
you know, wouldn't it be great to have a lake house? I mean, it's one of those things you could sit around on a rainy afternoon and dream about, but it was never part of the plan. It's kind of the great thing about getting older when you're trying to help younger folks. Well, you've been where they are, but they haven't been where you are. It's also the great thing about soliciting the help from older folks because, well, they've, they've been where you are, but you haven't been where they are. So, you know, it's kind of this, this, this push pull we're helping pull people up and hopefully they're pushing us forward and we got somebody up ahead of us and hopefully they're, they're pulling us forward. So about 2018, I just started imagining this thing this thing that I'd never imagined before, this having some place to retreat to, this having a second place. I'd said for years, you know, I, I've, I've just, I've lived my entire life never thinking about such a thing. And in fact, going on record, when we moved into our present residence, where we have been for over 20 years, you know, just bury me here. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Now, when I said that, I had not yet visited this place that has kind of been on my radar since 2018. If you've been listening to me any length of time at all, you already know the place. Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. So much so, I started a podcast about it. HSV, InsideOut.com. I remember a, a time in my youth having a tough time imagining living on my own. <laughs> There are days I still have that. It's just funny how time changes life and experience and know-how and whatever else, confidence. I didn't have difficulty imagining. I just had never imagined having two residents except for the past few years, really since about 2018. I've mostly imagined that. You got anything in your life that just leaps out something that you've imagined for maybe a long time, something that maybe you've just imagined for a brief period of time, but this preoccupation, you got anything in your imagination that that's a preoccupation like that. I don't mean imagination where, you know, we sit around, we daydream about what it would be like to fly. I mean, something that you imagine that is in pursuit of your ideal outcome, something that you really would like to make happen, something that maybe you're hopefully you're putting some things in place in order to see if you can make that thing happen. No guarantees. Of course, for me, before music, there was matchbox cars. I mean, as a little boy, I collected matchbox car, matchbox cars. And this is back when. I don't even know if matchbox cars still exist. I presume they do, but at the time, and I'm going into the late sixties and the seventies, early, these were realistic metal die cast small vehicles. I mean, they look like the real cars that they purported to be. Now this was in the days before hot wheels. And at some point hot wheels came out. Now these were cartoonish, brightly colored, fast moving. They were plastic cars. I didn't much care for it. Now they were fun to play with because they would, they would roll really fast. Matchbox cars were not built for that. 
And of course, Hot Wheels, they had the track that you could get the little groove, you know, that you could set the car into and it would take off. I didn't like them. I didn't like that. Well, I didn't like them nearly as well. They weren't realistic enough to suit me. Ironically, being realistic, these little matchbox cars, the fact that they were as realistic as they were helped me imagine the small cities and the streets that I would create on the sofa cushions, which I remember spending a lot of time playing with these matchbox cars on the sofa cushions. I would maneuver these cars around and matchbox. They got all my money as a little kid. I mean, any allowance I got, I can promise you it went to a matchbox car or something related to I had that I was looking there is on eBay. There is a, you know, a matchbox collectible little plastic case. Well, I had a number of these. Somebody's got one on eBay right now for nearly 290 bucks. And the bids are continuing to come in that appears to be in pretty decent shape. I mean, it's not like it's brand new in a box or anything. And I would go and I would, they had this little, I kind of a turn turntable thing and it was clear and the cars would be displayed all around it and they were kept behind the counter you know so you you picked the one that you wanted you looked at it and you ogled it and you lusted after it then the guy behind the counter you'd tell him which number you wanted and here it came in this little box and i don't remember a couple of bucks whatever they were but i loved them i loved them and I had lots of them. They got passed on to the various kids in our family and they eventually got ruined and I'm sure eventually got tossed. I kept them in immaculate condition. I see kids today, grandkids, you know, just smashing these cars together, you know, like you're in a, what do they call those, those derbies? Those just where you're just trying to destroy each other. I'm brain dead, but you know what I'm talking about. No, no, man. I didn't, I didn't want to chip the paint. I didn't want these things to get dirty. I didn't, I, I took great care of these things. Should have kept them, but based on eBay, they'd be worth a lot of money today. That was before I discovered music and then vinyl records got all my money and eventually tapes got all my money eight track well you know you're in a car it's like well eight track didn't get all my money vinyl records still got probably the majority of it but you know come on you gotta have tunes in your car but the matchbox cars for me when i think about imagination and i think about what what began in my head ending in your performance I somehow hearken back to the matchbox cars of my youth and whatever these cities look like, whatever these streets look like and whatever these invisible little people who were driving and riding in these cars and what that world looked like me, a little kid who'd never spent any time behind a wheel other than make believe imagination starts right there. Starts right there. Starts in your head. 
I think back to uh, all the hours and hours and hours spent in the woods, um, especially in the piney woods of northern Louisiana and making forts and envisioning tree houses and things long before we ever even thought about building them, but or actually putting in the work, I should say, to build them. But we did think about building them thinking about how neat it would be to have them a lot of time, an awful lot of time, which is probably why today I still have this great affinity for piney woods. There's just something really magical to me about walking through piney woods and every step you take is just on a bed of pine needles. It's just, it's awesome. It is just absolutely awesome. So I think about those things when people talk about imagination. I don't, what do you think about? Do you think about things like matchbox cars? Do you think about, maybe you think about canvas. Maybe you think about a pencil and drawing. Maybe you think about a musical instrument that you played as a kid. Maybe you still do play. What do you think about? Uh, maybe you think about creativity maybe you don't think at all the way i'm thinking and harken back to youth and while it was creative and we were we we were indulging our creativity it didn't feel like that we're just out being kids and trying to occupy ourselves and going you know where our curiosity led us to go it starts in your head it ends in your performance and as with most episodes of this podcast, it began with me having written down those two sentences. And just like in the title of today's show over the website, leaningtowardwisdom.com, yep, I did put an exclamation mark behind that last sentence. It starts in your head, period. It ends in your performance, exclamation mark. You ever wonder about that exclamation mark? How'd that come to be? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answer. I'm just curious. I like it though. I like exclamation marks. Do you like it? There are certain things in, in punctuation that I, I know I overuse them. I just don't care. <laughs> dashes. I will overuse dashes. I will use dashes probably like other people use commas. I don't know why, but I've done it for as long as I can remember. And now I'm careful to not use, I won't use an exclamation mark multiple times, usually in a paragraph. Like I would never end two sentences back to back with an exclamation mark, but I kind of like, I like exclamation marks and just something visually appealing about this, you know, this kind of a long line and a dot at the bottom of it. And then there's things like semicolons. I don't use semicolons. Do you use semicolons? Yeah, me neither. It's what a dash is for. <laughs> I digress. I don't know what you're imagining. I don't know when you think about those, those things that you, you imagine that you first develop an, an idea in your head. You may be thinking about business. I can certainly relate to that. My co-host for 
Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Again, the website is hsvinsideout.com. Well, Hot Springs Village Insideout.com will get you there too. It's just a longer winded way to do it. Uh, but my co-host over there is a gentleman named, named Dennis and Dennis and I, you know, we're talking the other day, we, we started that podcast 200 and some odd days ago, and there was not a single motive to monetize it, to make money. But I did tell him in our very first conversation, if, if we ever make a dollar, we're just going to split it. Okay. I mean, we're not, I'm not going to type anything up. We're not going to do any legal mumbo jumbo. It's just, this is just how I'm going to roll. Okay. I want to start this podcast. I'm going to build a website. Yeah. I'm going to own it, but listen, we're, as far as I'm concerned, we're in this thing. 50, 50, um, 200 and some odd days later now, in spite of our maybe lack of imagining that it would get to a point where we could potentially capitalize, if you please, um, here we are, you know, here we are because we've had a number of inquiries, uh, people wanting to advertise people wanting to sponsor people asking, you know, will you y'all interested in doing this? You interested in doing that? And, just opportunities, you know, that we, we didn't imagine. Now it's a great thing. And you and I both have all of our lives. We've heard people talk about this. It's fascinating to me when you hear somebody super successful, somebody in the public eye, usually it could be an actor. It could be a musician. It could be, you know, somebody of that ilk. And they talk about how they just, you know, never in a million years did they imagine this, that, and you just, he, he, if you're like me, you have a hard time, you have a hard time getting your head wrapped around that. Don't you? I remember Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson was a local girl here in the DFW area, you know, down South, um, out in the country, but still in the DFW Metro area and goes on, you know, American idol and wins the thing. And, you know, I mean, you talk about a quantum leap in a change in your life. And there's little doubt in my mind. Could she imagine winning this thing? I'm sure she could. I'm sure once she got involved in, in being a contestant on that show, um, what was she, was she season one? I don't know. I, I was not a big fan of those kinds of shows, but I'm sure once you start competing, you, you're imagine you, come on, you, it would be natural, right? For your imagination to kick in and you start thinking, man, what if I win this thing? What if that leads to a contract? What if that led to concerts? What if that led to me being able to record records? And I'm sure she imagined that. Did she imagine, <laughs> did she imagine being on the voice? Did she imagine having her own talk show? Did she imagine, I forgot, I read a number and it was a big number you know, millions of dollars. And it was mostly in the context because she and a husband divorced and it evidently was nasty and he was asking for the moon. And so, uh, you probably read some of the stuff. I don't know him. I don't know her. I'm going to confess. I, I, I kind of felt, I felt bad, badly for her. I mean, he seemed incredibly mercenary. Uh, but 
you know, some of the numbers came out about her income because of what he was asking for. And, uh, I doubt she imagined that I really do. I really do. I, I rather think it just, she took one step forward and took another step forward and another step forward. And I rather suspect like you and like me and like most everybody else that I've ever known, it involved a whole lot of one step at a time, figuring it out as you go. And it's largely what we do. And it largely is what we have to do. Now it does start in our head. And I know that we can get really fascinated with reverse engineering things. We'll begin with the end in mind. And I've even said that I've even talked about that. However, that starting in your head, there are times and listen, it's a super small scale. And it's a very, very minor illustration of it. This podcast that I started, um, about this place in Arkansas, uh, I didn't begin with some big end in mind. I had curiosity. I had a lot of questions about this place and there were a lot of things I just didn't know about it. Didn't understand about it. And I wanted to understand. And one thing led to another and as time has marched forward, we've just kind of figured this out as well. And we're still, we're still very much in the midst of figuring it out. What started in my head and conversely Dennis's head, because, well, I shared my dream and my vision with him and he jumped on board and it became his as well is I don't know where this will lead, uh, but along the way, I want to have a, a good time and I want to learn a thing or two and we'll just see, you know, we'll see where it goes. There was no promise of a dollar. I wasn't looking for a dollar, but you know, here, here we are contemplating, you know, what we're going to do, especially in this first half of 2022 and so far, so good, better than I could have imagined. That's right. Better than I could have imagined. Now, I can't say that about very many things. And I don't feel like I'm unlucky. I don't feel like I'm cursed. I just, I think I'm super average. Okay, well, I could be below average. You, you imagine stuff and yeah, that worked out perfectly. Just like I imagined. Eh, I kind of doubt it. You've probably imagined it being something. And in some cases it worked out. And in other cases, it didn't work out at all. I, mean, I can think of so many things that I imagined and it just didn't happen. Didn't happen. I mean, not only was it not a rousing success, it just, it wasn't a success at all. It was a failure. And then I can think of other things and I imagined it being something and it turned out it was something and it might've turned out that it was something slightly better, slightly different. Oh, I don't have a, listen, I don't have a Kelly Clarkson story. But not many of us do, to be fair. I mean, that's a super rare story. You know, to go from kind of zero to hero in a really short period of time is, that's a rare feat. That is a rare feat. And, uh, I don't happen to be cursed with that. And I doubt you are either. So it starts in your head. It ends in your performance. And when I wrote that, 
the only thing that I can really remember when I wrote that, and I can't even tell you when it was, how long ago it was, because so many of these things I've had in notebooks for a long time. But I do remember this. I do remember the context of it being this kind of favorite quote that I have of Jack Welsh from his being a chairman at GE back in the day. Control your own destiny or someone else will. And it was in that context that I remember writing that I was writing it in the, in the sense of, you know, come on, we got to do what we got to do. We got, we got to, we got to put in our effort. I don't know for sure, but I, knowing myself, I was likely, I was likely leaning away from the whole victim mindset, which is so stinking pervasive. It's just, it's just sad people who feel like the whole world's done them bad and done them wrong and doing them wrong. And when the sad reality is the world's not thinking about you, they're not paying attention to you. Everybody's got their own stuff. You're just not that important. (laughs) Sorry. Listen, you're valuable to me. I, I love you. I'm glad you're here, but you know, you know how I mean that. I mean, to sit around and to think that the whole world is against me. I mean, talk about bloated self-importance. Well, I just, I know better. I'm just, I'm too practical a person. I just know better. I know that by and large, people are not even thinking about me. And as an introvert, that suits me just fine. Thank you very much. Starts in your head, ends in your performance. I think the operative words in both sentences is that pronoun, your. It starts in your head. It ends in your performance. So that's where I would kind of, let me, let's shine a light there, shall we? Let's shine a light on what it is that you most want to have happen. And what are you going to do to get there? Now, I jokingly, I'm going to have to find it now. This, this is what happens to me. You know, I, I, I hit the record button and I start talking and I usually have one, one headphone cupped over one ear. Like right now I've got the left headphone over my left ear and the right headphone is on the back of my head. So. You know, I could hear in case somebody snuck up on me or something. (laughs) Um, I'm looking for a meme that I know I've, I know I've, I thought sure I had posted it over at leaning toward wisdom. It's, it's something to the effect of, you know, do you have the, you got the willingness and the determination, you know, to sacrifice to to really get what you want. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I butchered it. That's not exactly what it says, but it's words to that effect. Well, it's very tongue in cheek and it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not, a, I am being serious, but I'm not being that serious about it. Um, there, there, there's a price to be paid. There, there just is. There are sacrifices that we must make if we are going to achieve certain things, if we're going to accomplish certain things, 
We don't have to decide to accomplish those things. We don't have to decide to achieve certain things. We can very easily decide, okay, that, that, that thing is going to cost me too much. I, I, it's going to take me too long. It's going to cost me too much time. It may cost me too much money. It may cost me too much time away from, uh, people that I love and care about. We, we could make that choice and I'm not judging our making those choices. That's for each of us to decide. I mean, I, I, I think about people in the healthcare business, particularly doctors and, and people who've, who spend years and years and years and a ton of money, mostly debt, becoming qualified to practice these crafts. And you think about the sacrifice and I'm like, no, I, I well, clearly I didn't make that choice nor would I make that choice. Now, never mind the fact that I don't have the capacity for it. Never mind the fact that I don't have the talent for it. Never mind that I don't have the brain power for it. But if I did, I, I, I still wouldn't, I still wouldn't do it. I'm very happy now that we have a world full of people who did and are making that sacrifice because they do, they do want that. And I, I'm not the guy in the front of the line by a long shot throwing rocks about, you know, how mercenary and the, I mean, give me a break, you know, 10, 15 years of your life and hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars. And, uh, and you think, well, you know, they're just doing it for the money, but there's a lot of ways to make a buck that are easier than being a, a doctor, a physician of some sort, but that's my perspective and you may differ, but when it comes to paying a price, when it comes to the thing that starts in your head and then it ends in your performance, it's very possible that between the one and the other, between that thing that starts in your head and it ends in your performance that you decide, no, no, I don't not worth it. I, I think, I think I just soon get that out of my head. Right. I mean, that's, and you can do that. You can absolutely do that. What started in my head in 2018 about having a second place to spend some time, um, it was never really in my head because it just didn't seem, it was just never a goal. It was just never an ambition. And it was something that I just never did put a whole lot of thought to of, you know, how did these people do it? I mean, so the person who's got, they got a perfectly nice home here in the city and they've also got this lake house, you know, out some way and they've got a mortgage on that and they got a mortgage here. I just, I never imagined that it just never dawned on me. It never crossed my mind because it wasn't something that was that important to me. It like being a doctor, I never had the ambition to do that. So it's got to start in your head. And for me in 2018, it started in my head prior to that. It hadn't been in my head, but just because it was in my head in 2018 didn't mean I was, I was going to do anything with it. I could have very easily, and I could still all along the way, I could make this determination. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a nice thought, but you know, now that I count the cost, eh, I'm not sure, not sure. You and I both know there are lots of people, lots of younger people who, who enter some profession, whether it's legal profession or 
medical science and in their head, they, they want to, but then, okay, now, no, now I, I've, I've learned some things, you know, I've learned how hard this is. I've learned how long this is going to take. I've learned how much debt I'm going to take on. And, and now in their head, it ends, it ends in their performance and it ends frankly in their head with them deciding, no, no, I want to go in a different direction. Perfectly. Okay. I'll go you better. I, I think it's better than okay. I mean, be, be, far better to quit than to just fizzle out. Far better to quit and just change your mind and and get on with something that you do want to pursue. And I feel that I feel that well, I feel that about everything when it comes to an ideal outcome. I tell people all the time, you can change. It doesn't matter. I mean. You can go to bed with one thing being your ideal outcome. And by the time you wake up tomorrow morning, you might decide, you know, I slept on it and thought about it. And you know what? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. There's a number of things I'm thinking about quitting right now, <laughs> but I'm always thinking about quitting things. Never, 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 never quit. You know, well, I'm like, no, I, you know, I rather subscribe to the notion, figure out as quickly as you can when and what to quit and then quit. I mean, come on. Yes or no is infinitely better than a maybe. I mean, that land of maybe, man, talk about an exhausting place to live. Uh, you know, I might want to do this. Well, you know, I might not want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a relationship with anybody like that. I don't mean romantic or anything, just a friend or somebody that just, it could drive you crazy because they could just never commit. They could just straddle the fence all the time on everything. Yeah. That's a hard way to live a real hard way to live. I'm, I'm not attracted to spend much time with people like that. You know what I mean? Give me a hard no. I've trained salespeople through the years, you know, man, I mean, the quicker you can get to a yes or no, the better. And a really quick, hard no is way better than a maybe because now you're, you know, you're just, you're dangling there and you're spending time and you're imagining, okay, well, what if I, what if, what if I could, what if I could land the deal? And then two hours later, you don't land the deal and you're like, okay, well, there's two hours you can't get back. Would have been better if they had just slammed the door in my face and then I could have moved on to the next one. And so it goes with our ideal outcome. Now I'm not, I'm not pressing and I'm not encouraging and I'm not even cheering that we should, you know, take your, don't take your time. Don't think it through. Just go with your gut impulse. You can do that with some things, but come on, you and I both know you can't do that with everything. I mean, some things we just, we need some pondering time. In fact, I'll, I'll go you better. Leaning toward wisdom is largely a pondering affair isn't it? I, I hope that it is. I mean, modern tales of an ancient pursuit, that tagline was born because, well, number one, it's true, but because my notion of this, this whole ordeal that began over 20 years ago is that this is just, this is just pondering. We're just, we're pondering these things. We're thinking about these things. Now we don't want to just sit around and ponder. We want our pondering to lead to action, but man alive, a lot of it, a lot of it hinges on 
doing some pretty good pondering up front, right? It starts in our head. We got to give this some thought. Let's think about this. Let's think about what we want to do as curious as I am. And as driven as I am to try to know the end before I start, I, I thankfully have never been so vexed with a fixation that I can't start because I don't know step 18. And I see people pretty regularly who, because they don't know step 18, they can't get step one done. And I'm sitting here thinking, you got 17 more steps to figure that out. I mean, come on, take the first step. And what if it isn't right? Well, I can almost assure you it probably won't be right. So adjust. You'll adjust. I mean, we all do. You know, would I like for my life, my pursuit of my ideal outcomes to be completely linear and hockey stick growth and straight up and shortest distance is between here and there. Yeah, of course it's not realistic. Mind you, it hasn't happened yet. And if I'm going to sit around and wait for that to happen, well, I'm going to be waiting a long time because it's just not how life works. We have to figure this out. It's why I absolutely do you, do you go through these phases like me if you get on Facebook and I only spend time in Facebook, frankly, because of the hot Springs village podcast, but ad after ad after ad, you know, just stuff that, and I get that some stuff you can tell where some stuff showed up because of your browsing history, right? I mean, if you were looking for house shoes, for instance, if you were looking for hiking boots or, and all of a sudden you're seeing, you're seeing house shoe ads or you're seeing hiking boot ads. I understand that, but then there's other stuff that I'm like, you know, I don't remember searching for anything like this. What I don't even, what is this? I don't, and particularly all the gurus, the gurus that are, are, are pitching formulas and secrets and unlock the key to, and all that kind of verbiage that just absolutely disgusts me. Cause you know, there isn't one, right? You do know that. Please tell me, you know, that. There's no secret. There's no formula. We're all just trying to figure this out. I'll even go you one better. There are a lot of people. It's interesting when you talk to quote unquote, high performing people who have enough humility to not, you know, put on the facade. There's an awful lot of people that just right place, right time. And if, if they had to replicate it, they couldn't. And some will admit to that. That, you know, I caught, I got introduced to this person here, introduced me to that person. And one thing led to another and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And here I am. And I couldn't do it again to save my life. I would dare say most won't, wouldn't tell you that because most would want you to believe that, oh yes, it was my inherent genius that brought this all about. Don't you know? Uh I get it. You get it. We get it. Right. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna chalk it off the luck. You kidding me? I was brilliant. I was brilliant. I was talented. I was this, I was that. I was meanwhile, I'm the guy over here saying, Hey, you know, a blind pig can find one every now and again. I'm just hoping to have as much luck as a blind pig. There's a show <laughs> how to be as lucky as a blind pig, but you, you get my point. Okay. So what are you thinking? What's in your head? 
What are you imagining? I mean, here we are in the early throes of 2022 and forget resolutions and all that stuff. It's, you know, those have already bitten the dust anyway, but there's something that you're preoccupied about. There's something that you really, 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 really would like to accomplish that you would like to achieve. It might be based on a place kind of like mine. It might not be. It might be something completely different. That's okay. It doesn't matter. But whatever it is that's in your head, this thing that you're, that, that you're preoccupied. Okay. Now, what are you doing with it? Are you doing anything with it? And anything and everything counts, by the way, up to and including just seeing quietly pondering it listening to me and being reminded of it. That counts writing notes in a notebook. Like I do that counts sending an email that counts making a phone call counts. What are you doing? You doing anything? Are you doing anything other than just thinking about it? And it's okay. If the answer is yes, if the answer is no, it's okay. Let me just be a voice in your earbuds telling you, don't just stop there. I didn't title today's show. It starts in your head and it stops in your head. It starts in your head. It ends in your performance. It ends in your doing something. What are you going to do? Thinking counts. Let's not discount it. It's important, but overthinking. Yeah, that's. Not only is that important, but overthinking can be dangerous because, well, it's the king of the procrastinators. I'm still thinking about it. I'm still working this out in my head because you and I both know the problem. The problem is you work it out in your head and working it out in your head and working it out in real life is different. You've got to be alive in the lab of life, working it out. That's way more valuable than working it out in your head. Who was the boxer? Who was the fighter? Was it Tyson? I think it was Tyson. You know, who made the remark that, yeah, it's all, it's, it's all the plans are great and wonderful, you know, till I hit you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the minute Mike Tyson hits you in the face, it's like, okay, well, hello. Well, I mean, whatever, whatever I was playing, whatever I had in my head, I better, I better adjust now. This guy's going to kill me. It's how life works now on paper and in our head. Well, it's, we can, we can delude ourselves. This is, this is really, and this is probably a, a, this is as good a place to kind of dismount this idea. But before I do, I want to leave it with you. And that is in our head, we can delude ourselves much more difficult, not saying that it can't happen, but it's much more difficult for us to delude ourselves in real life. It's much more difficult for us to delude ourselves if we're taking something out of our head and we're trying to put it in practice now, and now we're getting live feedback in the real world of, are we on track? Are we off track? Do we need to adjust something? Is there something that we thought we had figured out, but now we've got compelling evidence we didn't have it figured out at all? The real world provides that. Our performance whether our performance is great or not, isn't so much the point. It's just the fact that we are trying to perform. We are trying to do something with this thing in our head. Like 
I am working toward a place in hot springs village, Arkansas. I'm Ron and I are diligently working toward it. Has it happened yet? It hasn't. Do we have an ideal outcome? We do. Are we thinking about what that ideal outcome is and are, are we getting it really refined and detailed? We are, are we taking action to try to make that happen? We are, there still are no guarantees that it will, but we're doing everything that we know to do. We're, we're doing what's next. And the minute we achieve whatever next is, then we'll move on to the one after that. Because what we both know is we've never done this before. So we are in uncharted water. Well, guess what? Most everything that starts in our head and ends in our performance is uncharted water. Before I bought a matchbox car that I did not own before, I'd never owned that car. I could imagine it and I could dream about it and I could envy it and I could covet it and I could lust after it. But now that I've got it, okay, well, that's a little different. As kids, we could daydream about building a fort and man, wouldn't it be great? And okay, let's build it. Okay. Well, this is way harder than we thought. And you know what? We need this and we need that. And we didn't think about needing this or that before, but Hey, well, this will work. And that, so we did what kids do. We did what adults do. We figured it out as we went. I have no idea how many forts I built. I can promise you this though. The first fort that my buddies and I built, I can promise you it was not as good as the last one that we built. I can't remember either one. But I can promise you this, by the time we built the last fort that we built as kids, it was way better than the first one. And so it goes. In your head, you can sit back and you can ponder it and you can think all day long and you can dream about being a winner and you can delude yourself and you can think, yeah, I could beat Tyson and here's how I would do it. You don't know though. But you step in the ring and he hits you in the face one time. Well, if you're like me, you just go down and that's all she wrote. You're probably out severely damaged for the rest of your life. But I get it. I know the fear. The fear is because in my head, I can keep it all in my head and it's safe there. It's safe there. And I can live in my delusion. And in my delusion, it can be perfect. It can be perfect. The problem is I move it to the real world. It ain't going to be perfect. No, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be real. Daisies blooming. Sundress swaying in the breeze. It starts in your head. It ends in your performance exclamation mark and now you know there's a reason for that exclamation mark that's there for you because it is your vision it is your ideal outcome and it is your performance that will make it so yeah do you need help of course you do do you need circumstances to fall your way of course you do but how are you going to know you try 
The website is leaning toward wisdom.com. Modern Tales of an Ancient Pursuit. I'll try to kind of switch it up a little bit. I feel like I'm a little preoccupied. Well, I am preoccupied, but this is how we roll, right? You get preoccupied with stuff, don't you? Shoot me an email if you care. Contact page is over there at the website, leaningtowardwisdom.com. I'd like to hear from you. I hope all is well with you. I'd like to hear what your ideal outcome is for 2022. I really would. I rather enjoy people sharing with me the dreams and the ambitions they're pursuing. So if you care to share that with me, I won't make it public, but I'd kind of like to know. I'd like to hear from you. So happy January. My name is Randy Kentrell. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio.